For the last several years, we've seen uh, India become very much a focal point, a point of conversation at the World Economic Forum in Davos. This time around, the WEF is looking very closely at the entire issue of sustainable development, green development. Joining us now, a very special guest, the Union Minister, Hardeep Puri. Thanks very much, sir, for being with us. We'll get to the entire theme of um, a green transition, sustainable growth. But I wanted your thoughts first on what is happening in the Red Sea and the potential impact to our trade flows. Uh, we've already seen attacks taking place. Are you worried uh, in terms of the impact it might have on our economy? Uh, Vishnu, I would have been surprised if you had not uh, opened with the Red Sea question. Oh, good. Because I, I no, no, right that, no, no, it is you know, not only the right question. I think it's a uh, it's a subject which is inviting increasing attention, uh, a fair amount of concern. But if I were to take that to worried, I'm not there yet, and I say that for good reason. Uh, first and foremost, I think. All the state players involved in this, as against the non-state actors which are responsible for this, uh, all the state players, I'm not convinced any of them genuinely wants uh, to see a conflagration of the situation and break out of hostilities on a larger scale, number one. Right. There will be people who will be pointing fingers. It's not for me to make an assessment whether the non-state actors acted on their own or with some... Uh, uh, you know, feeling that they would be backed up by uh, uh, others. Right. But on the other hand, look at the converse. If you have to unleash Bedlam, then why uh, use one? There are other non-state actors with far higher degree of lethality right. who could have come in. My view is that any attempt to uh, disrupt or cause uncertainty, even of a perception variety only, in any of the sea routes where, which um, uh, are used by global trade is a matter of concern. Right. But at the same time, I think uh, there is enough maturity and wisdom around to be able to navigate, literally, and that word's a pun, navigate around this. I see that um, maybe some of the um, uh, players involved were not ready for the changes of a very far-sighted nature which were going to take place. Mm -hmm. For instance, the rapprochement between the uh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and uh, Israel, for yes, instance, yes. between Iran and uh, Saudi Arabia or others. Now, when this happened, I'm not saying that this is the causation. It resulted in some uncertainty. But what I would say is, today, none of the state system, and that I say with 39 years of uh, uh, practicing diplomacy behind me, I think no, it's in nobody's interest today. The global economy is in a very, it hasn't had a hard landing, but it's not a... Uh, no, but you, ra you raised an important point, sir, when you spoke about, or you were referring to the Middle Eastern Economic Corridor, which we were very hopeful about starting in a finite period of time, then the war in Israel uh, and uh, and Hamas has started out. Do you believe that that has now moved into the back burner no, indefinitely? No, 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 not at, not at because all. Because of uh, equations in West Asia, no, between I don't, I don't, say, I don't, Qatar and Israel, etc., etc. No, 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 but those equations have had left fault lines even earlier. I mean, when the announcement of a Middle Eastern economic corridor were made, I don't think it was anybody's case that it would take place day after tomorrow. Right. You have to start up. I think all the basic infrastructure, the intent, everything is there. Mm -hmm. It will take a little time, but I think uh, when you have hostilities of this kind, uh, you know, uh, drone attacks, missile attacks on merchant shipping, yeah. etc., taking place, you don't talk about these corridors then. But I think it's only a matter of time before... Uh, some serious introspection is done by all those who can 
influence and I use the word influence to moderate uh, and um, help this and I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic. Iran is obviously a key factor. We have an excellent equation with Iran. We have for a very long period of time. And yet uh, th there is evidence of the use of Iranian weapons uh, in the Red Sea, potentially even on the attack which took place on a ship deep in the Arabian I would, Sea. I would, I would hold judgment. They, your part about our excellent relations with Iran bilaterally are absolutely true. I think Iran uh, discussions are taking place. I think uh, the foreign minister was there. Yes. I think other people are there and I think as I said I made a pretty strong categorical statement that I don't think it's in any state actors uh, interest just now to allow this situation to spiral out of control. Okay, let's move on now to uh, an important statement that you made earlier on today when you said that we in India cannot give up fossil fuels tomorrow. It's going to take a period of time because there is a transition. It's not an easy transition. Um, what are what are your goals for India making that transition? How many decades? Will so no, it will not take too many. You want um, uh, uh, energy atmanirbharta by 2047. All right. right. Yes. I don't believe it will take even that time. There are three things which are happening. One is our focus on domestic exploration and production is much more uh, uh, focused, much more comprehensive. I think one of our oil uh, majors, ONGC. Um, uh, made a very just good find just yeah. three, four, four, five days ago, uh, 35 kilometers off the Kakinada coast in Andhra Pradesh. And I initially, I somewhat, I was a little, um, uh, I wanted to understate it. I said, we'll have 45,000 barrels a day by May, June. It's looking even better than that. So that is one. Secondly, our transitioning on biofuels has been a very impressive story. The setting up of the Global Biofuels Alliance mm. will help that. Um, we are already blending 12%. Yes. We had a target of 20% uh, blending by 2030, which we brought forward Vishnu till 2025. Yes. Our stories on compressed biogas and all these areas are very good. Why I say that transitioning doesn't mean that you change gears hmm. in a moving car. Hmm. I mean, you're driving at 90 kilometers an hour. You suddenly don't turn around and shift gears hmm. and say, to now I will not use fossil fuels. I will use only, uh, uh, you know, green energy. Yeah. The green energy story is going to be helped by biofuels. The 20% blending um, uh, inhibition, I would call it a state of mind, because somebody told you that, you know, 20% blending may, you don't have to change any of the parts of your uh, automobile. You can use the existing part. Mm. But I think in Brazil has shown that the same manufacturers with a little bit of adjustment ticket. But the real story is green hydrogen. Exactly. Yeah. Now, green hydrogen, let me say, lends itself to success, Vishnu, in countries which have their demand present there which will have the capacity to produce and in close proximity a gas like green hydrogen any gas does not lend itself to travel yes i mean you cannot say you make uh, green hydrogen let's say in the deserts of uh, a country 10000 kilometers away and then hope to transport no you can transport green ammonia which we are doing you're yes. making it um, you know green coast selling it to unipar in uh, germany or for singapore's new um, electricity plant we are going to provide uh, uh, you know green hydrogen uh, green ammonia going from India transitions by their very definition successful transitions need simultaneous concomitant action whilst you're doing all this okay you're also ensuring that you don't you don't become vulnerable to lack of availability because the three challenges you face are availability affordability and sustainability. No, but let's talk about affordability. Is that not a huge concern now that the technology is there?
for green hydrogen to be viable in India and around the world, how key is it to get the price right? No, I, so that's where the And then there's the entire safety angle. No, as the well. success is, lies in that. When I had a first uh, interaction with the uh, U.S. Energy Secretary, uh, Jennifer Greenhall, she started talking, and I was very new to this uh, job, one for one for one, which means what? One kilo of green hydrogen for one dollar for ten years. Yeah. Today, you've already brought the price of green hydrogen down to three dollars in India. Okay. Yeah. You have demonstrated out of, the, out of the two requirements. One is very reasonably priced, clean solar energy. We've demonstrated that as a country, we can bring it down from 25 cents to 3 cents. We've done that. Then you need electrolyzers. Now, what you require now is, let's say your import bill, I'm saying hypothetical, yeah. I don't know, is $120 billion. The price comes down from $3 to, say, $2.40. Would you not have to make a choice at that point of time? Instead of spending $120 billion, or not all of it, part of it, I divert that to green hydrogen. Right. You're reaching that stage. That's why I keep saying all your assessments about 5 million metric tons per annum by 2030, they're gross underestimate. You see, when you are going down a new system, that new system, you don't have any uh, experience, you are looking at what is happening in the rest of the world, and then you s set yourself modest targets, because once you set a moder ta modest target, you will be insulating yourself from criticism yeah. that you didn't meet the target. Yeah. So all, all policy makers, and India is no exception, they will set a modest target and then do better than that. But I think the green hydrogen story in India today, foreign investment is coming in, into that. Uh, land is being acquired, I mean, many of these companies. And today they are demonstrating that they are competing. Now, we don't have what is called the inflation... Uh, Reduction Act, which uh, results in what? Several hundred billion dollars of state funding being provided. Yeah. But you know, somebody said, you know, why you should, as a India, criticize uh, 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 them. I said, not at all. I mean, if you have the resources to spend 400 billion dollars on yeah. uh, this thing, you will do it. You'd, you're not going to be guided by my this thing. Yeah. What I would do instead is get my oil companies or my um, private sector and state sector players to take part in that opportunity, take advantage of that opportunity and contribute to the global green hydrogen yeah. situation. One final question, India and Davos, we are an outlier in terms of our GDP growth. Uh, it, the, the world's growth has been projected at what, 2.9%, India is well above 7%, 7.3%. Right? Uh, and this is what, a mini India over here, maybe not, maybe well, you're standing I right I now. But, but I smell Indian us. food here, I say I smell Indian food. So well, I well, that you can smell now in most parts of the world, but no, that's it. No, but no, more so on this but, minus but, but, 14 but give us, <laughs> That's true. Well, give us your sense of, uh, you know, this, uh, your, your conversations over here, the sense of enthusiasm for India. Do you no, enthusiasm investments in India. There are three state governments over here. Well, you, you know, know I mean, state, there are more than that. I mean, there are chief, two chief ministers here, as yeah, far as I know. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, look, uh, that has been on the rise, more so in the last nine, ten years. What I see happening is, and I, as I started by telling you, that nobody comes here for uh, philanthropy or altruism. They come here because they seek, seek and see an opportunity. And that opportunity comes, I have had, um, I mean, I've had 11 back-to-back -back meetings yeah. already in the morning, apart from my hmm. uh, formal session. And that's the same, uh, uh, you know, uh, thread in all those. They want to invest. They want to invest, they want to partner, they want to do other things. And I think the initiatives that uh, the Honorable Prime Minister took, I mean, I just mentioned two or three of them. Out of our 3.5 million square kilometers of uh, sedimentary basin, 
one million was a no-go area, we released it. Right. Then the, we, we didn't make data available earlier. Now we put all the data repository in the University of um, Texas in Houston yeah. for the world to see. Yeah. All the major players, there are five or six yeah. of them, they're all yeah. partnering our companies. Yeah. So I think that is the mean. And biofuels. Today, um, you know, there are, I, I, had, a, I had a meeting with the, um, uh, the chief of Cargill. Yeah. Yeah. $165 billion turnover. He wants to deal with the biofuels and biogas in India. In and India. he's already doing that. That is the new buzz. Minister, thank you thank very you, much Mr. for God speaking to us. Thank uh, you very much.